Justin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. What's up, Maurice? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm feeling oddly optimistic for myself. About? Just about the world in general. I feel like, you know, good things are abound. Um, you know, usually I'm the negative Nancy. I'm, um, what do you call it? A misery chick? You are, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm feeling good this week. Okay. A little tired, a little overwhelmed, but still feeling good about it. How are you? Good. Um, the same. Um, yeah, the same, I think. Uh, been busy, you know, with like work. Um, I had like a training all last week. So this weekend I had to like actually catch up on my actual work. So Mm -hmm. that's what I spent like the weekend doing. So it didn't really feel like the weekend. Right. If that makes sense. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So you just worked all weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, um, my boyfriend and I binged this new show that I'm obsessed with. Um, I usually have a policy that I don't watch shows that are like beyond their fourth season or like their third or fourth season, just because I feel like it's too much to catch up on and I don't want to dedicate that much time. Mm-hmm. But he was watching this show. It's about this women's prison in Australia called Wentworth. Uh, I think I've heard of it, but I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah, so like he was in the middle of season three and I was just sitting there. So of course I watched, I instantly got hooked. So. We're almost done season four, but basically spent the whole weekend like just watching one first. Um, so that was super fun. Mm. Uh, crazy show, just crazy characters, awesome writing and acting. It's a good show. And the eighth season just came out. So Ooh, I know. Um, then it was my nephew's fourth birthday. Uh-huh. <laughs> like every weekend just been full of birthdays. So we went and did mini golf and you know, y'all so- cannot stay in the house. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it was socially distanced, and I guess it's mm-hmm. could be. And we just went back to the house and let him open his gifts and had cake and pizza and stuff like that. Oh, okay. It was a, a pretty chill weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had some family birthdays um, Thursday and Friday of last week. So we just did like the Zoom call. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we just did family Zoom. They're still doing the Zoom birthdays? Well, ours are not like that elaborate like we kind of just all get on the zoom it's only like four um four of us so like me my two brothers and my and our mom just get on the zoom and you know we just basically chit chat and and then the kids are running around and and having fun so it's a good time all good yeah the family always yes all right well let's get into this week's categories Oh, I'll always get this segment. My first one must do yeah. what you drinking. So what are you drinking this week, Maurice? This this week I just have um a pineapple margarita. So some fresh pineapple, some lime, and a lot of tequila. Good. It's okay. been, been one of those weeks already. Right, right. Well, you you were working all weekend, so you deserve. Yeah. I'm just having a nice, um, it's a uh, Cabernet, but it's aged in like a um, whiskey barrel. So it has like that whiskey-ish taste of wine. It feels very like autumnal. Um, I'm really finding that I cannot drink liquor like I used to. It's just, it does something to me. Like just knocking back the drinks, the vodka, the tequila, it just doesn't mix well with me. Maybe I'm getting old. 
I don't know. Well, I mean, it's never quite had good results when you drink. You always kind of maybe it's the amount that you drink because you kind of binge. Oh, don't say. I mean, maybe not binge. I think I think that I drink very fast. I drink alcohol like it's water, and I think that I need to learn how to like sip and paper. Okay, so. and not drink a full bottle or two. Of wine? What? I mean, we'll see. No weekend. But I mean, yeah. I, I, I have been cutting back my drinking. Especially since, you know, I, I completed that um, detox, so. Okay. <laughs> I'm cutting back. I'm making changes in my life. Maybe I'll be vegetarian next. Probably not. <laughs> All right, well, now it is time for <laughs> category is... Yes, um, but first, it was good, you know, last week, like, not having to, um, you know, catch up with what Cardi B doing. We had our election day special with our guest, Dr. Burge, Dr. Camille Burge from Villanova yes. University. And the feedback we've gotten on that episode was amazing. Like, people yeah. were so engaged with, like, her talking points and like yes. just the conversation and it was good so we're trying to have her back i guess absolutely i After will also say election. like i got a lot of like text messages and phone calls saying how great she was they felt like it was um a different conversation that the, mm-hmm. the ones that they're hearing on like the news and on mm-hmm. um, the radio like npr yeah and they were just like she was Everyone really liked her as well. I think that she really explained things in a clear, but like practical, relatable way. Mm-hmm. I got so much good feedback on that. Yeah. Show, so that's that's great. Yeah. So listen to episode 305, um, if you have not already, on your favorite uh, streaming platform. Yes. Having her back, I think, after the election would be awesome. After the results are called, right? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's going to take us a few weeks to get results back. But um, I feel like we'll be able to hopefully have a different conversation as I'm rocking my Biden-Harris t-shirt. <laughs> I have a closet full of them. I ordered, like, I went crazy uh-huh. after the um, announcement of Kamala as the running mate. And I just bought like everything <laughs> that I had. And it took a long time for it to get here. And, yes. um, but I'm a little hesitant to wear it. I don't want to jinx anything. I don't want to jinx anything. So I'm just really cautious. Like we filled out our, um, our mail-in ballots, mm-hmm. and they just put a drop box like a few blocks down. It's by the penitentiary, okay, um, on Fairmount, and so they mm-hmm. put like an official election drop box. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. Should I just take it down to City Hall? I mean, it's still an official one. I actually saw in the news today while I was working that was like there was a line at City Hall just to drop it in the drop box. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm. Why is it taking so long? Because I know that there was some issues that I saw with one of my friends I went to law school with. He dropped off both him and his husband's ballots. And what you're supposed to do, you can't have someone drop it off for you, but you're supposed to like authorize that they do it and sign on the outside of the envelope. Mm -hmm. And I guess he posted it to Instagram. And I guess, you know, people are posting all their voting to Instagram or Mm -hmm. on social media. And he was like, dropping off my votes. And he said, mine, not our dropping off my votes um you know for the presidential election and mm-hmm. i guess like some republican operatist group 
It's like, see, this is voter fraud. He's dropping off more than one vote. Oh, Things wow. are crazy in Philadelphia, but he was like, no, I tagged my husband and, you know, I was dropping off both our votes because I'm authorized to drop off. I think you could think drop off up to three, but I'm like, I'm gonna drop off mine. Well, you can drop off yours. Let's not have no trouble. Yeah, but um, in California, they're having the whole issue with ballot harvesting because they have um, they have the drop boxes everywhere, but um, the ballot harvesting is like an authorized person from the election office or from one of the parties can actually go to like your house or like the barbershop or anywhere and collect ballots. But, harvest. <laughs> but well, the harvesting is like the Republican term for it because they tried to um, make it a negative connotation, but basically, but you can only do that up to three people and you have to like get them to sign. It has to be like notarized and like all kind of like official things. But right. what the Republicans have been doing is putting like, you know, those office, like you're moving cu cubicles at the, at the job, like those office kind of boxes. They yeah, just put oh, them up like- When you get fired, you gotta put all yeah. your plant and shit in it and walk out the yeah. office. <laughs> yeah, and wa that walk of shame. So they're putting like those kind of boxes at like the gun shop or like in front of, you know, the grocery store. And they're saying they're official ballot collections and someone's going to take them to the election office. Mm -mm. Yeah. I don't trust that. I don't trust that either. No, yeah. I would just take it to like your municipal building in your community or like your you know, local city hall or courthouse mm -hmm. where there's actual like secure, secure government yeah. stuff. Not at your local gun shop. <laughs> yeah. Because <I>, <laughs> they just put the one um, down the street from us. They put it on the 14th. And I remember, we walked, we went for a walk over the weekend and we passed by it and kind of just looked at it. I'm trying to eye, like scope out the situation, but they actually have a person like standing there for Everywhere. like, yeah, surveillance and monitoring it. So it like, and that's okay. why I think it takes so long because before you drop it, you have to like show, but again, yeah. you're not, you can't have, I'm not sure about Pennsylvania, but I know like New Jersey doesn't have voter ID laws. So like, are you right. supposed to show your ID? I'm, I'm not sure how it works, but. I, I filled up. out my ballot mm -hmm. today, so I'm planning on dropping it off tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, me, I'm going to do it soon so they can stop texting me, like, they're yeah. blowing up my phone. Well, make sure you up. track it, because yeah, my boyfriend sent his in, like, maybe, like, a month ago. And he's still, like, I think... That's a lie, because they didn't even mail them out until, like, two weeks ago. Well, no, I think you no. Know, he sent it back on the on the sixth. So I, you know, I exaggerate. But okay. He sent it back on the sixth because I think he got it and like sent it immediately back. Okay. But, like, I guess it's about two weeks. That's not too bad. And he tracked it. He tracked it, and they sent him the confirmation that it was received today. Okay. Yeah, because um. So yeah, that's about. Two you weeks. get the email. You get the email confirmation, but you can also go online before they even send you the email, and it has all of that. Yeah down there well we shall see yeah don't be but, nervous i mean but i get what you're going through yeah i mean no one likes party yeah not not this time <laughs> no one likes zoom no uh-uh <laughs> oh not gosh. doing that that was the worst party i ever went to it was a Your disaster party. it was a disaster yeah, you kicked me out. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. And I took like three doses of Z-Quil and I went to sleep because I was like, this can't be real. This cannot be real. But yeah, but let's get to our categories. <laughs> so the town halls were last Thursday. They were supposed to have an, a debate, but the Biden campaign, um, well, this was, they wanted Trump to be tested or they said they were going to move it to virtual. I'm sorry. They said they were going to move it right. to a virtual um, debate because this was right after the orange person um, had his alleged COVID incident. And so he immediately said, I'm not going to do it. Right. I'm not going to do a virtual debate because they can turn your mics off whenever they want to mute you. So he said no. And Biden said, okay, well, I'm still going to talk to the people because it was supposed to be a town hall uh, format. And, you know, he went through um, and secured with ABC. And it was going to be a 90 minute, you know, just the same time frame as, as the debate was supposed to be. And then the orange person was like, you know, making fun and saying he wasn't going to do anything. So then he secured NBC. Right. For the same date and time, though. Same date, same time. Originally, it was supposed to be on a different day and time. Really? It was, yes. Oh. But then I heard that he wanted it moved to the same time. I think one was going to be Friday. One was going to be Thursday. One was going to be Friday. Okay. He wanted it moved to the date that Biden had it because he wanted to mess up Biden's ratings. You know, that orange person loves him some ratings. That's all he cares about. That's why he did it, because it didn't make sense to have two separate town halls where the candidates are at different town halls, because the voter really can't watch both. Watch both, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Biden was here in Philadelphia at the Constitution he was. Center. He was, yeah. And Trump was in Miami. Miami, yeah. So, and this is only an hour, not 19 minutes. Right, right. So, can I ask? Which one, if you could like have like the clicker, like if you could keep time, which one did you watch more of? I only watched Biden. Okay, good. And um, because I knew <laughs> the orange person was banking on people are going to tune into me because one, either they love me, two, they hate me, three, they just trying to see what kind of crazy shit I'm going to say. And so he was banking on, he was thinking he was going to get higher ratings. And um, NBC caught a lot of flack because it was going to be on NBC, MSNBC, and CNBC. Mm -hmm. And they were going to, um, they caught a lot of flack because it's like, why would you have it on the same day, same time? You know, it just made no sense, especially like from the voters' perspective, right. because you couldn't, you couldn't watch both. And then the whole point of them, you know, they could have just debated for all of that you know, if we're going right. to do exactly at the same time. So, so yeah, I was only going to watch Biden and I was only going to see what the craziness was going to be the next day for that other person. Right. So what about I, you? Um, I went in, like I kept hitting last on my remote because I, I was trying to like go back and forth between both. But uh -huh. the fact of the matter is, is like after about 10 minutes of that, I was like, it's just not feasible. So... I'm the bad American who oh, watched Trump. Because, oh. <laughs> because I looked at it like this. 
Biden has my vote. It ain't a damn thing Biden can do to lose my vote, okay? He can get caught in like a hotel room full of hookers and bags of cocaine, <laughs> and he still has my vote. He could pull an Andrew Gillum right now, and he'd get my vote. Okay, like there's nothing Biden could do to lose it. So I was like, what's going to be more entertaining? What's going to be the train wreck? What can I watch? How can I just, you know, enjoy this political uh-huh. circus and reality TV? So I watched Trump. And I feel very guilty about that. But I'm just being honest. And once his well, hour was over, I did mm-hmm. tune into the last 30 minutes of Biden. Okay. Well, so the, <laughs> the thing is, I should have probably watched Trump because when I saw that Savannah Guthrie was going to be the moderator, I was like, from the morning show? Like, girl, she ain't going to ask no good questions. No. She is not going to give it to him the way she he needs it. Good. And now Mama had on that nasty pink. <laughs> and she brought the questions, the follow-up, the, now I'm not going to let you duck and dodge these questions. And it was everything in the, in the little right. bits that I saw. She called. She's, she's like, "Come on, you're not like somebody's crazy uncle." Like she was just yeah. going for him. Yeah. She was not letting him go. It was just, it yeah. was so bad. But like he was not answering the um because the questions were presented by undecided voters. Right. And I noticed that like nine times out of ten, like every time a woman would come up, he would comment mm-hmm. on her appearance. Really. He'd be like, "Oh, you're beautiful. Oh, you're gorgeous. Oh, you're oh you're oh, you're just you're beautiful. You're you're, you're so good looking." And it's just like. This again goes to his massaging. This this woman's asking a question about how come you didn't institute you know lockdown measures and you still don't support masks after getting COVID. Mm-hmm. And he's all and all he was talking about was how he shut down the border and how that saved us. And he was just not answering the questions whatsoever. And I think that the citizens who were asking questions were not pushing. And it was Samantha Guthrie's position to push. Mm-hmm. I do think there were instances where she could have pushed harder. Further, yeah. Um, but I think because he was dealing with the people and it wasn't this adversarial candidate against candidate scenario uh-huh. that he didn't get as much bad press as he did with the first. Oh, I don't know. I think he got a lot of bad press. Really? Following. Yeah, because it was very clear that him doing that was he should just have not done it like he should have just sat out completely because he didn't perform well he was very antagonistic um and then it you know also brings up the misogyny and how he the very next day was saying so um such harsh and hateful things about savannah guthrie and it just didn't look good especially because he's trying to win back that suburban white you know woman voter and for him to you know not perform well not answer the questions and then on simple things like white supremacy is bad and QAnon with their crazy um theories right. is bad but he was like well they like me and it just it just wasn't a good situation for him and, to be in and not for nothing it also kind of to me um pulled apart his whole that covid you know, a diagnosis. Because again, I talk to people who had COVID. I know a few people who have who have had COVID, and they. Said, I'm surprised you ain't got it the way you be out in these streets. Stop! Girl. Stop! stop. <laughs> okay, I, I should get the antibody test because I think I might have had it. Mm. But I think I had it like back in March. But again, like 
he was like just arguing and his lungs were full of air and he was just talking 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 yelling shouting mm-hmm. he was talking a mile a minute he didn't seem like to me someone who had covid a smooth week though well true you know but again he has got all these experimental drugs but i just think that it was um not 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 a good performance yeah and the because one we, we watched to see the train wreck yeah, and the other train wreck was sitting behind him. That lady, the woman, who was the black nodding, lady, the nodding, yeah, yes. who was <laughs> nodding like crazy. Oh my god, it was so distracting. Yes, she it, I was like, how much did they pay you? But it wasn't in sync with like what he was saying, or like her level of enthusiasm was like a thousand, and mm-hmm. they were like on the low. Like I just didn't. I don't know. I didn't get it, but. Mom, the reporters found out who she was. She's like, de- yeah, she's like a Dominican um, immigration lawyer. Um, and she was she trying to get on weeks. Facebook. It was not cute. It looked hot. Like, no, man. Um, but yeah. Miami, I feel like, is just a really interesting mess because I feel like it has a population of people. Like, there's a lot of Cubans and, you know, Dominicans mm-hmm. and stuff. In Miami, mm-hmm. there were really big Trump supporters. And I well, think that the whole like dynamic is a little bit funny to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was a mess. Mm-hmm. But they they said that um, Biden's was boring. That it was yes. like watching Mister Rogers. Like that is a negative thing. Like people love Mister Rogers. That's true. They do. So well, when you got like Mister Rogers and WWE SmackDown. What do you want to watch? At this point in time, apparently a million more people want to watch Mr. Rogers because when the ratings came out, Joe Biden was the clear winner. He was only on one network. Um, the orange person was on three and Biden still beat him in the official ratings by Neil. Mm-hmm. Well, won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> that is quality television. That's what we need right now. We need somebody calm who's going to get us together and show us the way. Well, so. speaking of someone who might be showing us the way on the Supreme Court for the next 40 years, uh, let's discuss this SCOTUS hearing. Because last week also, um, the uh, Supreme Court justice confirmation hearings for Amy Coney Barrett had concluded um, after three days. The first day was pr- pretty much the opening statements from various um, senators on that committee along with the opening statement from the um, appointee or nominee herself. The second day we began like, you know, the actual, I don't want to call it like questioning because some senators just use the opportunity to make presentations. Right. And kind of do like this like, you know, somewhat leading or, you know, cross-examination mm-hmm. of her. And she didn't answer very many questions. And, None. <laughs> and then the third day it just concluded. And mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's, you know, Diane Feinstein thanked um Lindsey Graham. Lady Lindsay G. Lady <laughs> not Lady G. Lady G, that's what they call him. Oh, I heard he's a big old bottom, but well, allegedly. That's just allegedly. <laughs> but uh yeah, she like thanked him and he thanked her. And it was like this really weird thing at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But, I left the hearing feeling as though she will get confirmed because yeah, she the Senate is controlled by Republicans right now. Right. You know, even though right. that 
they represent less people than the Democrats, they still have the numbers in the Senate to right. um, confirm her. And she's only, what, 48, I believe? She's 48, yeah. So, you know, I mean, the notorious RBG, may she rest, died at 87. So let's just say, like, you know, she's going to have some good health care. She's going to be taken care of. She's got another four. She's, that's 40 years on the court. Mm-hmm. That's 40 years of a vote that will impact the constitutionality of laws that are being passed in this country that affect our lives on a daily basis. So that's kind of scary. Um, I did have one friend reach out to me like, oh, how do you feel about like the court expanding from 11, from nine to 11? And I'm like, to me, that just doesn't really make that much of a difference because you can still have, it's, it's about the ratio on the court, not the number. You can keep expanding right. it, but if you can't mm-hmm. keep the, the number on, then that's gonna be bad. And everything ebbs and flows, you know, like. Yeah. But I will say, and I feel like this might be somewhat of an unpopular opinion. In the days of, the days I did watch her confirmation hearing, mm-hmm. um, I like her to a certain extent. I think Ooh. she's competent. I don't like her uh-uh. policy. I th- but I do think she's a competent jurist and attorney. No, she is not because she doesn't even know the five freedoms protected by the First Amendment. I don't know them either, child. <laughs> I, saw that, I saw that clip. I was like, what are they? Freedom of no. What? But the freedom of what press religion. You're not on trial here. I don't think we gotta worry about <laughs> you being Supreme Court justice. No shade, no shade. But <laughs> but no, I no. She's never tried a case, is what I've heard. I did hear that. Yeah, she's never tried a case. Uh, unlike Betty Ginsburg, who was a litigator. But that is right. true. But she's an academic, right? She, well, she, she needs to stay down to the Office hours, also, we don't need her on SCOTUS. She'll also be the first justice who did not attend Harvard or Yale. Okay. Um, so, you know, she's not an Ivy girl. And I, I, am, I, I am concerned because of the fact that she was Scalia's protege. She clerked, yeah, for him, right? Yeah, and I was like her big mentor. And he was just, you know, he's just as bad as Clarence, so. <laughs> wow. My... My criticisms of her are, well, I'm gonna start off high and give her something good. Mama was serving some looks. She had on that nasty pink with a little bow on the side and she had like a little tweed and then the matching um, mask that matched her. I was like, okay, mama, you giving us some looks. However, I didn't like her opening statement because in it, she described, she talked about her children for her biological children, she talked about their academic aspirations. And when this one grows up, they want to go to this school and become this. And this one wants to become this. And this one wants to become that. And then for the ones that she adopted from Haiti, the Black children, this he can deadlift or she can deadlift, whichever one. I don't even know which one. She can deadlift. And then this one has so much pain and trauma. And it was just very negative and mm-hmm. only focused on well, we got this one after the earthquake. We got this one after the hurricane. And it was nothing substantive about them. It was just about their pain, their trauma, and how much they can bench press. I was like, girl, that's all you got? Wow. Then she needed to moisturize them hands because <laughs> she might only be 48. In an upward motion. Them hands and that neck look like 65. Child. Like, girl, you need to get you some cocoa butter or something. Yeah. 
the, the skin, the skin. Yeah. Oof. A mess. Then her voice was very nasally and like annoying and reeked of white privilege to me. And the way she talked to Kamala Harris. Um, again, Senator, um, like I was saying, I wonder where you were going with this. It was very vocal fry. Like, yeah. you know, like, like even like Ginsburg was a, a small woman, mm-hmm. but she had gravitas in, in, in um, poise and her voice had some um, poignancy. I don't even know right. that's her voice yeah. had something to mm-hmm. she sounds just mm-hmm. very when you say nasally like that vocal fry like yeah whatever yeah. it's she has it her voice very much like that great to me yeah and then the questions that well she and then she was sitting there like I don't give a fuck what y'all ask me I'm just letting the clock run out until yeah. the thing is over because I know I'm going to get it confirmed. And I do not care. They asked her, what's on your notepad? These dumbass questions. What are you, what, what are you, can we so see your sorry. notepad? And she holds it up and it's blank. <laughs> you have nothing to write down? Nothing. Like, nothing. Your laundry <laughs> list, what you got to do when you get home, <laughs> some groceries. <laughs> like, you're not even drawing little boxes and little hearts. And, like, if she had some, like, little flowers and hearts <laughs> and stars. I'd have been like, okay, okay, like she real, but nothing, <laughs> not a damn thing on that paper. You sitting there for like nine hours, girl. It, it is, it is a grueling process. But you have to think, there was one senator. I think some Senator White House from Rhode Island. He did this whole breakdown a lot, like dark money in the Supreme Court, how like all these organizations put up seventeen million to back her and her nomination and all that. Mm-hmm. So like, didn't get to see her sweat. I mean, the most. The previous Supreme Court confirmation that I watched before that was Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. And he was well. sweating because, honey, Indeed. he had raped someone allegedly. So, like, it was a whole different level of mm-hmm. pressure. She's yeah. coast. Chilling. She's like, she's like, I Chilling. got this in the bag. I just have to get through these three days. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm she done. did seem like she took a quaalude. She was just kind of like out of it. And she felt like, she felt, it felt as though she was above it. Right. Right. Like, like, why do I have to be here? Why do I have to be here? Y'all need to go ahead and get my robe size mm-hmm. and get my chair together. But I will say, it did feel icky whenever, like, the Republican senators would bring up her Black children. Because I felt like they would bring up her Black, similar to your point earlier, they would bring up her Black children in a different vein than her other children. They would be like, oh, you know, this woman's dedicated her life to the law. She's in a professor, she's a constitutional jurist, and you know, she's also has seven children, two of whom she adopted, and she like as if she was like this white savior mm-hmm. and you know, gave these children this opportunity. But I felt like the, it made me feel icky because the way that they discussed her children was like as if it was to absolve her racism. Right. And she's like, oh well, she has black children. She can't be she racist. can't be, yeah. Um, and that couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. And then when they asked her, who does the laundry in your house? We know it's them black kids. Stop. You know, they, yes. You, I forget who it was, but he was like the ugly white man. And he was like, he looked gross to me. The older guy. And he was, um, I just have to ask you. Oh, and he thought he was doing something. Right. 
who does the laundry in your house? It's the black one. You know what? You ask her last time she got a um a, a treatment for that hair because like the neck, the hair is also dry. And she would probably say, "I don't recall. I don't recall." That's a controversial question. I don't. I don't recall yeah. that. Like, bitch, you need to answer something. Like, it ain't that controversial. Well, I mean, as a sitting judge, because she still is a, a federal judge, there's certain matters that she cannot speak on. So I do get that. But does does laundry. do cigarettes cause cancer? That's a controversial question. No, she answered that one. Oh. <laughs> I forgot what the second one Kamala asked. And then no, the third one. Warming, she didn't answer questions about Yeah. Warming. The third, the last question was, um, you know, do you feel like climate change is affecting the air that we breathe and the water that we drink? Which should not be a controversial question. Um, I, Senator, I was wondering where you were. And then that's when she said it was controversial. I'm like, mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, but Kamala yeah. gave it to her. Kamala gave it she to did. her. Dude. She's like, let's be clear. This woman is not suited. And she called the process a sham. Wow. Yeah. They needed to not put that on TV. It was not good. It was not worth watching. Which takes us to our next category. Did you see your girl Issa Rae was on Saturday Night Live this I past weekend? It. I don't know if it was worth watching, though. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It was not. I watched a few of the clips. Um, okay. She came out. Let me say this. I think Issa is gorgeous. A gorgeous woman. Those teeth, that skin, those the, the bone structure. But I don't like this thing that she does with her hair, where she's like really, really flat, and she has this huge ponytail at the back. It just looks a little like egghead to me. But aside from her presentation, because I just don't want to speak about a woman's presentation physically. Um... I don't think I get her kind of comedy. I understand there's an entire segment of the population that does, but the whole awkward thing just isn't my jam. So it doesn't really well vibe with me personally. Okay. I think it was good on YouTube. And I think, because <laughs> I mean, that's how she started out on YouTube. And I think right. on Awkward Black Girl, the first like two seasons was good. The, like the longer it went on, the more it was like, nah, nah, girl. Mm -hmm. Then, um, insecure. Like again, the first couple seasons were great, but then as it goes on, the longer it goes on, nah, not so much. But right. I only saw a couple clips um, of it. I saw the <laughs> the Canadian news. Oh, oh Drake watch. <laughs> Yeah, Drake watch. The Drake, the Drake. The Drake like, watch. Girl, what kind of accent is that? Yeah, it was not like my, uh, uh, a Quebecois accent. It was not Quebecois. She was supposedly in Toronto. I'm like, but is that supposed to be an African accent? But you kind of sound French. Like it wasn't. I thought it was like a, like an African accent, like an Angolan or something. Like yeah, speaking African accent. Yeah, but I'm like, girl. I don't. Mm, it was a mess. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. It was horrible. I thought the one little skit, like it was like the Chicago daytime show, like the talk show about the political candidates, and she was like, "I'm voting for everybody oh. black," which was a famous line that she said during some um, award season on the red carpet. She said, "I'm rooting for everybody black," and she kind of they turned that into a skit. But they presented. Yeah. 
But in the SNL skit, they presented all these like really bad black candidates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like her justifying why she's voting for everybody black. And they had like a version of like Diamond and Silk. I think they called it Crystal and Caviar. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, like, like this like pastor that was like embezzling the money from a church. And she was just trying to justify why she's you know, mm-hmm. voting for these people just because they're black. I thought that skit was kind of funny and a little bit clever. But, but she um, said she's not voting for Kanye. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. The wigs was terrible on her, though. But wow. I do like these. I am proud of her. Because she did say in her opening segment that she's supposed to be on in March. But she had, like, those two movies and Insecure was about to come out. But she's like, she's on now. And she has nothing to promote. Yeah. So. Um, girl, try again next time. Yeah. <laughs> I know y'all are in the writer's room for... Um, season five of Insecure, but girl, how about you go back and take some acting classes? Because, yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna leave that right there. Because the camera is not picking it up. You just need to turn your camera off, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Just stop. And somebody else, huh? Who was the musical guest that night? I don't know. Justin Bieber. Oh, Justin Bieber? Yeah. And Chance the Rapper. Oh. Uh, he got a new song with Chance the Rapper. Oh, okay. But mm-hmm. I ain't heard it. So. Me neither. But. Oh, it's somebody. Adele is um, hosting SNL next weekend or this weekend. Yeah, this coming the, weekend. And the musical guest is her. Who? Her. <laughs> her being Adele? Oh. She's gonna host and sing. Okay, girl. You got some new music. Let's just go with that. Yes, yes. Okay. Her is singing. Well, the people say Adele is dropping a CD very soon. Really? Because when I saw like Adele's little Instagram post, it said like Mm -hmm. Adele October twenty first, fourth. Her. I Mm -hmm. really thought that like that was the name of her new album. Mm -hmm. It's gonna (laughs) be thirty. Girl, it's gonna be thirty three. Thirty. Oh, 30. I'm going to say, I don't think mm-hmm. she's my age. Okay. She really needs to let the ages go. It was cute, but we can, like, No, I think you need to stay with it. Because 30 is a pivotal year. Like, 19, mm, 21, yes. 25, mm, mm, 30. 30. Gotta keep it. I guess. Okay. Well, Adele, we can't wait for the new album. I also can't wait for the Ariana Grande album, too. Positions. It's called Positions? Yeah. I know that. I've decided to stop hating the girl and just succumb. I like her. She has some cute little songs. She can sing. She has a range. And she's rumored to be doing a holiday Christmas something with Mariah Carey and Jennifer Hudson. You lie. No. Well, Mariah teased it. She put up like a picture and it had those like studio chairs and it had MC in the center. On the left hand side, yeah, on the left hand side it said AG. And on the right hand side it said JH. Everybody knows JH is Jennifer Hudson. Oh my God, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No way. We shall see. Yep. Time will tell. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Well, why don't you give us the next, the next uh, category? 
I know you messed up my segue, but it's okay. I'm sorry. You took it to us. What was it? What was it? I want to hear. No, it's all right. So we were talking about turning the camera off for Issa Rae, and somebody else forgot to turn their camera off. Today in their Zoom meeting, Jeffrey Tubin, who is kind of a respected journalist, I would say. Like he's sure. been pretty fair. He's been in the industry for a while. But it was announced today, <laughs> so embarrassing, that he is laid off or on administrative leave because, well, the first story I saw said that he allegedly exposed himself on a Zoom, like a Zoom meeting, like a Zoom call. Right. And so I was like, oh, they're probably, like he probably just was dressed up from the chest up and then he accidentally like forgot his camera was on and then like got up out of his chair. And you could, you know, he probably had on like some underwear or boxer shorts or something. Right. You know, and they might have been like a VPL situation. I thought that was the end of it. But that's not the case. <laughs> that is not the case. Cause they said, oh boy, was on the call and it was like an election simulation where they were kind of just going through different scenarios um, regarding the election. And then in some meetings, they kind of go to like a breakout room, like, oh, okay, we're gonna, this group goes into this room, this group, group, you know, log into this room. And it's kind of like free time where you kind of like work on a separate project or whatever. So allegedly he thought his camera was turned off and <laughs> he was masturbating on camera. So what? I don't know. So. Like, was he looking to the camera or was he looking off camera? Well, the um, people that they interviewed said that it looked like he had two laptops or two screens set up because he was kind of turned away from, like, the main camera mm -hmm. that this meeting was on. And he was, you know, pleasuring himself. I don't know if it was to completion or not. They said it was all the way out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they said that he was going to town he like kind of lowered the the thing so you could like see the whole area and then all of a sudden he just like went off off camera but then he came back a few minutes later and acted like nothing happened he should have just stayed off yeah this yeah. is my thing i feel like you know Back in the day, I used to put like tape over my camera because I was always like the person, the conspiracy theorist, like they can still turn your camera on and I have the light on and see Remotely, walking yeah. around. And it's just, there's too many variables that can go bad in a Zoom meeting. I've been yeah. in a Zoom meeting and I've had it muted and I've been talking and it, I must have like unmuted it or I didn't mm -hmm. mute it. And so it's like, there's too many things you could think your camera's off and actually not be on or it could come back on. and. I know that like the administrator of the meetings sometimes unmute your mic. Yeah. So I, like, why can't they unmute your camera? I don't know. It's just too many things that could go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You doing that on or near your work computer or on work time or near your colleagues. I get that you're at home in the comfort of your home and you might be feeling frisky, but it's just too damn risky. He got too comfortable. That's not his first time doing that. No. Um, I. <laughs> it's like a little fetish thing. Like people have been getting busy on work calls at home during the COVID. Really? Oh, I mean, you speaking from 
Oh. Not from experience. Oh, I'm just okay. saying, I was, I was, I, I was talking with a group of friends like a couple weeks ago. We were talking about like you know things, and they were just like, "People be doing that, or people will be doing that." It's like the whole like public potential oh. excitement of getting caught. Getting I'm caught. not actually in public, but like I could get caught on this Zoom call. But then, okay, you're not gonna have no coins to pay them bills. That's Basically, well, Men at Play has a whole series about that. Oh. You can <laughs> just log on. And you can see the whole thing. Yeah. But I, I, I just think he got too comfortable. Like he, my cam, my work camera has, like you can slide the, um, it has a cover on the on the camera. You can just slide it closed. So I keep mine closed all the time. And it has a light. You can tell when the light is, um, when the light is on, that means, you know, the, the camera is on. But I keep mine closed all the time. Like I never started meeting with it open. Because okay. Sometimes right. I'm telling you, I'd be dressed up from the chest up. I have on my polo shirt, but sometimes I'd be in my underwear. Sometimes I'd be in my basketball shorts. Yeah, I'm usually you know? in basketball shorts. I'll be in like a court hearing with like a tie, a dress shirt, and a suit jacket with like basketball shorts on all the time. It's just comfortable. Yeah. He's probably he probably goes to the bathroom too, like when he's in the meeting. I'm not gonna lie, I have been known to do that. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm with my phone, I'll go like to the because I have my AirPods on, and you know, you can kind of move further within a certain way. distance, yeah. And because some of the meetings on some days when you're in back to back Zoom meetings for four hours, it's just there's no bathroom break, so you kind of have to just do what you have to do. Yeah, y'all like, need I to. might have to go let my dog out, things like that. Like, it happens. You're at home. You can't escape like the the, the demands of home. You yeah, you need to stop having exactly. zero transition meetings. You need to schedule your meetings for twenty five minutes or forty five minutes, and that's it. So you can have a transition in between. People don't respect that, though. Well, I do because I ain't coming. <laughs> well, did he get fired? Is he like getting like in trouble, or what's up? Well, he's on administrative leave while they investigate. What is your investigation? <laughs> How big that dick is. <laughs> if it looked good, he might be saying. That's uh, all I'm saying. Start uh, your OnlyFans. Just start your OnlyFans, Jeffrey. Yeah, Jeffrey. That's what, that's what all the celebs are doing anyway. It's true. Have you heard of Cameo? <laughs> I'm not paying $20 for a birthday greeting. People are paying more than that. Like. Mm-hmm. Maybe paying, I saw someone pay like Caitlyn Jenner like twenty five hundred to sing like Merry Christmas. And she looked a mess. Shout words. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Trana went to her from um, Chosen oh, Family podcast. <laughs> Cisco, you remember Cisco from Drew Hill? Yes. Is charging a hundred dollars. I said no, man. <laughs> But who are the people out here paying it? I'm um, using up their COVID, well, not their COVID checks, but I'm uh-huh. paying a hundred dollars for that. Yeah, for Cisco. Ooh, and it'll be personal enough. They just say your name one time. Like, yeah, maybe maybe using that, reusing that same one for all the other Johns and Jeffries. Right. Mm-mm. I'm right. Gonna, like super personal. Well, you got to pay the cost <laughs> to be the boss. I'm embarrassed. So <laughs> you know you would be on Mariah Carey's cameo. I cannot afford that <laughs> because I'm sure Mariah is like 
10,000 minimum. <laughs> Because she got to get, she got to get glammed up. She's not coming, looking like Caitlyn was in that bathroom, sitting on the couch. Oh, Mariah, she loves her laugh. She give y'all a little discount. Uh, no, Mama's about her coin. <laughs> <laughs> Them diamonds and penthouses are expensive. Now, J Lo, on the other hand, you might, you might get a lot for a, a Big Mac meal. <laughs> Let me leave J-Lo alone. But did you finish the Mariah book? Because we haven't talked mm. about it. Okay, bitch. Can I be honest? I think I lost it. I can't find it anywhere. My Goodbye. House. <laughs> I've been asked. I was like, where's my Mariah book? I, I can't find it. I think somebody mopped it. But I can't find it anywhere. Okay. Well, you can go on Amazon and, and reorder it or go down to Target. And get another one. The number one um, New York Times bestseller. I was almost done part one. Well, but it's been gone. It's been missing for like two weeks. Girl, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to our next segment. It's time for I said what I said. You go first. It's a short. It's very short this week. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Ice Cube. We ain't got time for this. Ice Cube for months has been on Twitter and Instagram talking about we need to hold the vote hostage. Black people don't vote in this election. You don't have um, you don't have to vote um, and all this other bullshit. Hmm. Then a few days ago, it comes out that this motherfucker is working with that orange person hmm. on the platinum campaign or on is, right? that tinfoil campaign that shit ain't gonna come to fruition and (laughs) (laughs) talking about he was so then you know the people want to interview him so he was on roland martin and roland was like uh like what is all this about can you even tell Mm -hmm. us what you know you mean by all this shit and ice cube o'shea jackson who is apparently not a good um reader i don't know what grade level he's at but he was like uh um and then he had his other computer screen he was trying to google some stuff real fast well see uh because um and you know the people and don't vote and that was it i was like girl like come on now now you are worth 160 million dollars so you are in a certain tax bracket you are not these regular people down in the hood in compton in watts wherever so you might not have much to lose but a lot of us do a lot of people do and to tell them to not vote which is in essence saying vote for trump this person that you are covertly working with, meeting in back rooms and hotels in DC and doing all kinds of shady business with Jared Kushner and all them other little Trumps. And it's just like, now we see what your motivation was. It was it had nothing to do with the contract with Black America that you were trying to push and say that it was about. You were secretly working for this man to suppress the Black vote. So fuck you. 
my mama said, my mama said she's not watching Friday anymore. Good. She said only the first one was funny anyway, but you can cancel that. The next time it come on TBS, she ain't watching. So you I lost. <laughs> you lost a fan. Yeah, yeah. I, I tried to, I tried to like figure out what was happening because everyone was talking about it on social media. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, he sounds like so detached in the black community. He sounds like he right. don't know what he's talking about. He sounds like one of those people that believes that the earth is flat. He just like, there was there was no like data or information or basis to back up his claims. It, it sounds like he just read something on a Reddit page. And because he can read, he thinks he's smart. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like also like he kept calling like ADOS, like ADOS, he's like, you know, and this is one thing I can't really get with. And maybe it's because of who I am as a person, but it's just like, he's like, you know, you can't subscribe to this whole idea of people of color because even among people of color, we're at the bottom of the food chain. And unless you're, you know, an American descendant of slaves, I'm not supporting, you know, I, I can't speak for you. We need to speak for ourselves. And I'm like, well, that gets kind of tricky because if it's like, if you're a non-foundational black person, or if you're not ADOS, meaning that like your family's Caribbean, or if you're like mm-hmm. a mixed race person, then you're just not black. Like, girl, that's I think not accurate in terms of how the black experience is in this country today. And who's doing all that tracing? Like, it's, it, it makes it like too minute. I feel right. like it, it creates it creates infighting mm-hmm. that's unnecessary amongst a group. Well, I don't know. I feel like it's a further perpetuation of like, you know, the field in the house. Well, he need to stay out that weed because he must have smoked something real crazy. Oh. He talking all this BS for months. So I said what I said. I mean, why I said what I said this week kind of is, is a little bit similar in a sense to Ice Cube, but way not as serious because it does not involve politics or people or things that impact people's lives in a meaningful way. But over the weekend, I did go out with um, my boyfriend and like a few friends just to have like grab a couple little drinks. And I think as gays, we want to go to gay establishments. Uh, what? Nothing. You can stay home. I know. But go ahead. But I feel like, you know, I was having a discussion with them. We were arguing about like, you know, how, why gays feel the need to go to gay places. And we were having a lovely night, like eating at some really nice restaurants, having amazing craft cocktails and really good food. And then we kind of like ended up at one of Philadelphia's three gay bars. And they're all- Why is the bar even open? Right. Well, it was outside. So it's like Mm. outside, we're sitting down, but it's just, the food is terrible. The service is terrible. But it's like, why do we as gay people, or and I even make an analogy as black people, feel the need to patronize these places that give us subpar service for the price and a subpar experience? I'm not one of those people who feels the need to be around black people all the time. I'm not one of those people who feels the need to be around gay people all the time. If I'm out spending my money for some good food and drink, I want some good food and drink. I don't care what you look like or what community you belong to. That's what I'm here for. And I just feel like sometimes... I get we're supposed to support our own and we're supposed to invest in our communities and our business, but I refuse to do so when the product that I'm receiving is less than. And I recognize and realize and appreciate the difficulties that people in you know underserved communities have to go to to even compete or open or offer a business as a business owner myself. However, I do not accept that you should get a subpar product or experience. 
when I will no longer support black and or gay establishments where I feel like are just not up to par. Because I can go to all the lesbian owned restaurants on 13th Street with a much better experience. Now, I might not get the gay atmosphere, but I'm getting my money's worth and I'm getting what I want as a consumer. So um, black and gay owned establishments, y'all just need to get your shit together or you're gonna lose my little coin. And I said what I said. Do you know what I mean? Well, you ain't gonna be able to go nowhere when you get that Rona. So I I take precautions, Maurice. Child. <laughs> okay. No. I don't. Okay. Well, I respect it. I do need to stay in the house more. And that is like getting cold. I think it's just that I'm itching to like stay out before I know I can no longer go out. Because we have about a smooth two weeks before all this is done. Forever. Or at least until the um, when that second wave hit, girl. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's time for tens, tens, tens across the board. Yes. Who's your tens go to this week? My tens this week is going to the nation of Canada. Yes, the motherland. <laughs> so they announced this week that they are going to ban the use of single-use plastics, which include checkout bags, straws, those little like stir sticks for the coffee, um, like six packs, you know, they have that plastic ring on them, uh, cutlery, and then like those um, to-go containers for like food service that a lot of the um, restaurants are kind of overusing now because everything is like takeaway and right. for people who are unlike Justin and don't go to the restaurant to wow. dine in <laughs> outside <laughs> but they will um eliminate all um single-use plastics and hard to recycle plastics nationwide by the end of next year so the end of 2021 and yeah and it's their part of their overall goal they want to um have net zero plastic uh, waste by the year 2030. So 10s for y'all for making that um, that change. Awesome. Also, Maurice, I just want to blame you because uh, a few weeks back, I talked about how I purchased stainless steel straws in order to try to save the turtles. And Maurice told a little story about some woman, you know, getting a stainless steel straw in her eye. Going mm-hmm. I have seen stainless steel straws in the trash. I refuse to use them because I am very um, accident um, yeah. inclined. <laughs> yeah, you are. All I see is a stainless steel straw going into my eyeball. So I have now ordered silicone straws. So please thank you for saving my eyes oh. <laughs> and, and saving the, um, the turtles. Right. <laughs> my uh, tens week goes to 12 year old Caleb Anderson from Marietta, Marietta Georgia. Oh, um, okay. Caleb is a freshman at, hold on, correct, college. He is a 12-year-old, fresh, a sophomore at Chattacoochee. Oh. I think I said it right. I don't really know about Coochie like that, but yes, Chattacoochee College. And he is majoring in uh, 
Calculus, U.S. History, Humanities, and Macroeconomics. Caleb began reading at the age of six months. <laughs> That's a lie. He was just staring at the page. He wasn't. No, I'm sorry. He's about. His parents said that he's about six months old when he began reading. And by you the can't even talk at six months. How they know he was reading? Then maybe he can, but they said he was talking. <laughs> they lie. He said by the, by, by the, but his mother also started doing sign language with him because she was trying to sign to him, maybe because he couldn't talk. And at nine months, he was signing over 250 words. Um, <laughs> okay, but, girl. <laughs> no. no, man. They make all this shit up. Go ahead. Uh, well, now he's at Chattacoochee Chata Technical College in Marietta. Um, and he finished all his high school credits. He is in very interested in outer space. He um, wants to work for NASA and SpaceX. Well, what does Trump call it? Space Force. Um, mm -hmm. He has an interest in flying cars, but he is only, you know, 12 years old, young black boy in college. And I think that it's also a really nice um, message to just talk about that, you know, sometimes young black boys, especially in school are viewed a certain way as sometimes a problem. Behavioral issues are not as academically inclined, but this young man, clearly exhibited that he was advanced at a very young age and exhibited so and now is 12 years old and a sophomore in college so tends to say no shade but university of chattahoochee coochie <laughs> child you can go to no real school you must down at the community college he's 12 years old are you going to send your 12 year old to an actual like if he was reading at six months obviously he's advanced and he could put on some Harvard level classes. Girl, them parents is lying. Why do I gotta be lying? Like if even he couldn't even go to University of Georgia, Georgia Tech, Emory. Is that is that in my, he needs to live at home with parents? He's 12. They can move. Everybody working from home. <laughs> He takes some virtual classes online anyway. Like, girl, come on. He could have matriculated okay. anywhere. The motherfuckers is lying. He was doing a lot more than I was at the age of 12. So, congratulations to you, young man. Girl, I Keep guess. Congratulations to them parents for forging all them papers. Because I don't believe y'all one bit. Oh. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us for another week here at Category Let's see if the conversation is fun. And <laughs> y'all hey, go vote. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at CategoryIsPod.com. <laughs>